When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's going on, Bulls Nation? And welcome in to a fresh live episode of the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Presented by PointsBet. Don't forget to use that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. Happy St. Patty's, everybody. Hope everybody's enjoying their day out there in Chicagoland and Bulls Nation. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow Big Dave, who's right down there at Bow BWL Sports. You can follow... Mr. Will Gottlieb at Won't Gottlieb. And joining us today, happy to have him, Mr. Kyle Williams in the building. He's actually Yay. down at our West Loop Studios right now. We're all at home. He's busy working. File, follow Kyle on Twitter at K underscore Williams Media. Kyle, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, guys? I'm happy to be here. Happy to do this. Just got off the Cubs uh, about 30 minutes ago, so I'm excited. Man, it's Dude. hard working, man. Everybody making the rounds today right now. Kyle is the utility player that every good (laughs) Chicago media team needs. Fact. It's a, it's a happy St. Patrick's day and it's a happy birthday to you, Matt. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I got, I got my lucky leprechaun shirt on, you know, he's dancing. Yeah. Can we discuss this? And then he's, and then he's, and then he's barfing a rainbow into a pot of gold. How great is that? Talk to me about the hat though. Talk to me about the hat. It was, a, it was a gift from one of my many friends who loves St. Patty's as much as I do because it was the day that I entered this world. Okay. Uh, how, lo- how long have you, do you wear this only on St. Patrick's Day? Like you don't wear it when you go golfing or anything? I like wear that? these two items once a year today. Okay. 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 <laughs> no, I and don't I'll... wear it when I go golfing. Also, I don't golf, so that's not a concern. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. Is uh, there guys, pants? What? Are there pants? No, no. Okay. Uh, right. There are green suspenders, though. Um, <laughs> but I'm, okay. I'm going to class it up a bit when I go out to dinner with some friends tonight. Just a green tie, maybe a green pocket square. We'll see. Um, right. Guys, we got a bunch of fun stuff to talk about today. We got to talk about these playoff projections that just came out for 538 that don't look too good for our beloved Bulls. Because we have March Madness kicking off today, we also want to talk about the... Uh, some of the legends of Bulls uh, past and present who had some pretty impressive March Madness runs deep through the tourney. But we've got to start with the most important news of the day, and that's the update that the Bulls officially assigned Patrick Williams to the Windy City Bulls earlier today. Mr. Gottlieb, does this mean that we are inching ever closer to Patrick Williams' return? They said he could be returning as soon as next week. The return is coming. Uh, yesterday, before the game, Billy Donovan told reporters via Zoom that he is with the Windy City Bulls. Uh, he's going to be practicing with them for the rest of this week and the weekend and uh, could potentially play games in Hoffman Estates, but not uh, not sure yet. But he did not rule out Monday. He seemed, I would say, uh, unlikely to play on Monday, but we did not get a hard rule out. So uh, Monday at home against the Raptors is on the table. They have two more games next week, Tuesday night uh, at Milwaukee and Thursday night in New Orleans. So 
it'd be nice to get him back for a, for a home game, but I think he's coming back next week at some point or another. Yeah, I'm excited. Very, very, very excited. Um, it, it just honestly, it speaks to youth as well. Matt and I have called him the Wolverine for, for a couple, for a long while because of his fast healing powers. When he went down, it was supposed to be six to eight weeks. Today marks month five. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he's coming. He's, he's been healing very fast and very quick. And yeah, I agree. It's going to be next week. I, I'm thinking it's Monday. If I hear questionable, he's playing. That's all I know. If you're questionable, he will be out there on Monday. Ever optimistic, Dave. Love it. What What are you thinking about for for Dub's return, Kyle? I think it, I think it's going to be Monday. Uh, I'm not going to get my hopes up. I've been burdened in the past with the Bulls when it comes to returns, specifically in my formative year. But I have hope for Monday. I mean, the interesting thing will be seeing how and how often Billy fits him into this rotation. We've seen a lot of Javante Green as this team starting power forward, probably more so the Bulls fans wanted or expected when we were getting ready to start this season. Um, Derek Jones Jr. has filled in admirably off the bench at times. Um, he's going through a, a little bit of a shooting lull, and he's also, to his credit, battling an injury himself. He's playing with a broken finger right now and just decided mm-hmm. to come back because the Bulls were that short on available bodies. Um Will, are you in favor of this idea that Billy has to kind of like ease him back into things and and start him off with a bench roll? Yeah, I mean, I think he's basically in a position where, for me, like anything you really get out of him in terms of production is sort of bonus. It's extra credit. Um, I'm not expecting too much from him. I think, you know, he's been in the past sort of quiet at times, floating around the court. I think obviously his value comes uh, on the defensive end. Um, I just am going back and watching some old film to hopefully do um, a story on just like what value he can provide. And um, yeah, he's like kind of what you remember in terms of being a good cutter, good positional defender. I think he'll allow the Bulls to do a little bit more switching and basically bring a little bit of what Javante does in terms of defense um, plus, you know, that added element of shooting. So I would say the big takeaway from the the film review is just that he's sort of a, a utility kind of infielder like Kyle down there um, and can do a lot of stuff, but none of it's going to really wow you. And then the other thing was that I just totally forgot about Alizé Johnson. He used to be on the roster. And I oh, Alizé. <laughs> Did, didn't he just get his second consecutive 10-day somewhere? New Orleans, Shout right? Out. Shout out. The revenge game. On next next week today, the twenty fourth, twelve rebounds coming up. Man, I, I think one of my favorite moments of the season was that reaction Alze had from the Bulls bench when I can't remember who, like what which ridiculous Demar play it was, but a ridiculous mm-hmm. Demar play that caused Alze Johnson to like faint on the Bulls bench. He <laughs> right. just laid down. It's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, ZZ in the comments saying P will coming back is not a game changer. He hasn't played all year. Uh, he's going to need even a few weeks to get back into game shape by then it's too late. Ooh. What do you think about that bleak take there, Dave? Uh, I agree. I don't know about, I agree with game changer. Uh, he will help, but you know, again, he's not the savior. I agree with that. I don't know about a few weeks to get back into game shape. Cause like I said, he's the Wolverine. He'll, he'll be, his win will be back up. He'll take a couple of games, and then I think he'll be okay. And plus, they're going to bring him along very slowly, I think. He's not like he's going to come in starting uh, right away. They're going to bring him off the bench. They're going to limit his minutes, and he'll be all right. He'll he'll fit in just fine. And the biggest thing for me, because Will is correct in everything that he said, that he, the Bulls are going to need from him. But for me, the biggest thing is size. Like, that is the main thing that this team is still truly lacking is true size. Um, and he's going to provide that at that four position, man. I, I can't wait to see that. I'm, I'm excited to see him. I really am. So so what are we thinking? Maybe like 20, 25 minutes out of the gate when he makes his first appearance next week? I would, yeah. I would, yeah, I would say around there. Say around 20 more. I mean, in 20 minutes of Patrick Williams, is still a, a legitimate NBA wing that can switch and do all of these things like Will has talked about. And I don't see how – he's not going to come in and just – demand the ball and start isolating like he's a right. like when he was on the court he was a very team oriented player and kind of blended in with everybody so i think it's going to be a very easy transition for him to get back onto the bulls yeah i'm actually not super worried about his conditioning we've talked about it before it's a wrist so i know mean, he's been able to sort of ramp up and 
and keep that conditioning high. Obviously, like playing in games and getting that rhythm down is a much different thing than, you know, mm-hmm. being on the treadmill or the bike or whatever. Um, and so hopefully he gets those reps with Windy City. Um, I definitely agree that like the size element is a really important one. Um, Javante has been great. I'm a huge fan of sort of the energy and hustle and, you know, he's, he's a smart defender too. Javante is. Yeah. Um, so I, I love him in that role, sort of like we talked about with Caruso where he can continue to come off the bench and slot into that, you know, 12 to 18 minute role, play some tough defense, give him a different look and, you know, Pat with his size, also being a good defender, getting his offense in the flow and not really eating up too much usage. I think he's going to work his way in naturally because he's not that commanding, you know, ISO ball guy that Kyle's talking about. Yeah. As Adam said in the comments here, Pat should be conditioned since it wasn't a lower body injury, (laughs) just like Alex Caruso and his wrist, P will nursing a wrist, you know, meant that he could still get on the treadmill or get on the bike while he was rehabbing this wrist injury. And while Caruso did say after his first game back a couple games ago, that he did get winded a couple of times. It didn't look like it to me. That one play where Caruso went full length of the court in both directions, making a ridiculous chase down defensive stop um, on one end, and then ran all the way down to be the running, the trailer who got the pass and went up for a layup and got fouled on the other end. That did not look like a guy who, for whom conditioning was an issue. And again, yeah. P-Dub is what, five years, six years younger than Alex Caruso right. exactly. and a freak of nature? I exactly. don't think conditioning will be an issue for Patrick. I really don't. No, I don't either. And you remember when the Bulls had to force him to take a break and stop playing basketball because he would not leave the gym? Like, that's the kind of player he is, man. He is a gym rat. That's all he does. Even when he hurt his wrist, he still was trying to get up shots before the mm-hmm. game, you know? Like... That's the kind of person he is, man. So, yeah, he's going to be out there. His conditioning will be fine. And I just, honestly, I just can't wait to see what he can do and what he can provide for this team. UK Chicago Bulls fans hanging out. What's up, guys? Saying our bench is going to be full of hustle and energy. Might you say heart hustle and muscle? Shout out, Stacey. Speaking of muscle, the thighs, gentlemen. Did you see the picture that the Bulls posted on Twitter of Mr. Williams getting shots up? Not that Mr. Williams, the other Mr. Williams. There the other, goes. yeah. <laughs> Kyle, how are your thighs down there? <laughs> Man, I wish they were like his. Thick thighs save lives, baby. Tree trunks, man. Tree trunks. <laughs> he is an immovable object down there. Like I was watching some some film, and he like is. I mean, guys are gonna score. Like good offense is just gonna be good defense for the most part. But he's really hard to move down there as a post defender. And to your point, Dave, like the Bulls don't really have that guy. You know, maybe he even plays some small ball. I would love to see him at the five, as you know how much I love those small lineups. Um, But he's just another added, you know, versatility tool that Billy can go to, assuming he is, you know, playing at a decently high level. He just turned 20 in August? No, he's, he he will be twenty one this coming August. Oh, yeah. He's so yeah, still so young. Yeah. Still yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah Can't still drink. Crazy. Cannot have a Guinness on St. Patty's Day. Can't hang out um, with Uncle Maddie. <laughs> Can't do no, hang out with you. No. I would I would not bring my my dear sweet Patrick Williams along drinking with me on St. Patty's Day. Okay. We gotta we gotta protect him. We gotta keep him safe. <laughs> Uncle Matt turns into a hooligan on St. Patty's Day. A nice hooligan, right? You stay in the gym, Patrick. You stay there in the gym. I'll buy you you a beer in August. How about that? I have seen you on St. Patrick's Day. I I can attest to this. This is true. But it's a nice hooligan. I would say it's a nice one, though. It's not an obnoxious one. It's a nice Never, Never an obnoxious drunk, never an angry drunk, always a happy drunk on St. Patrick's Day. That's true, man. That's true. Um, All right, guys. We got a lot more to get to, including these playoff projections from 538 that are going to bum me out. But we got to talk about it anyway. Before that, though, mentioned at the top of the show, today's episode brought to y'all by PointsBet, our wonderful friends at PointsBet. The best way to support CHGO, this platform right here that you're watching and tuning into, is to download the PointsBet app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. If you do it right now, you will get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. We've still got tons of games on deck today and then tons more tomorrow. 
But that's not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our exclusive web content, like our writing from Will Gottlieb and all of our other insiders calling our, covering our other Chicago teams. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. That's $2,000 of free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free T-shirt from the CHGO locker, all for making a $50 first-time deposit just to have fun with PointsBet. If you got any questions, you can also email us, pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we will help you out. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, Live College Basketball Same Game Parlay. For the first time ever, you can build the perfect live same game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime during the game. You want more? You can also boost those live same game parlays. Watch live, parlay live, boost live with PointsBet. And now... Online sign-up, that's right, is available in Illinois. You can do it right from your phone in the comfort of your home, people. What are you waiting for? Plus, during PointsBet March Madness, all users can earn up to $100 in free bets. During each round, just place a $50 pregame wager and get a free $20 bet live to be used for that round. So what Mm. are you waiting for? Once the Mm. game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. And don't forget that promo code CHGO. Mm. it and smooth i love it all those tones you know what i want to talk about something that i like talking about and that's watching matt peck get healthy that's watching him do healthy things if you tuned in yesterday you saw that man drinking something and he tasted it and he said you know what this is damn delicious and you know what it was healthy for him and you know what it was it was athletic greens all right you're wondering What is this stuff? What is it? Well, with one, y'all, not two, not three, but just one of them things. One delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things that my man Matt Peck needs to kick it tonight. That's why it's important. And don't just take my word for it. No, don't just take Matt Peck's word for it either. How about that smooth, cool man up there that they call Will Gottlieb with the good hair? Will, can you tell him about it, sir? I've been taking it for about a week now. What you do is you take a scoop of the AG1 powder. You put it in eight to 12 ounces of water first thing in the morning for your coffee, before your breakfast. And it's a great way to start your day. It tastes good. It's easy. You shake it up, you drink it and yeah, provide some focus, uh, allows you to absorb all the nutrients from healthy foods that you're eating throughout the day mm-hmm. and it tastes good. So I've been enjoying it. Um, I'm sticking with it for a while and yeah, I highly suggest that you do the same. Yes. And we're going to get Kyle on this too. Because everybody's going to get on the Athletic Greens train, y'all. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with the convenient daily nutrition. Like I said, it's just one scoop in that cup of water every day. That's it. No need for many different pills, no supplements, nothing like that to look out for your health and to make it even easier for you. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five, count them, one, two, three, four, fifth. Free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Bulls. And again, that's athleticgreens.com slash CHGO Bulls and take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens, because Matt Peck drunk it. (laughs) Can't get better recommendation than that. I mean, Uh, Shout out to our pal Troy. He said, proud of you, Matt. We need you staying healthy so you can stick <laughs> yeah. around and talk bulls with us. Well, yes. that's the why, That's the reason I do it. That's the why, you guys. Mm-hmm. Big Dave said, hey, drink this green stuff. It's good for you. Yeah. And I said, I don't know. And he said, bulls game. And I said, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, y'all. Next topic up on deck. We got to talk about these 538 projections. 538 running and crunching all kinds of numbers. Um these these numbers don't make me feel super good. Uh, the Bulls. He, let, let's start with this. Their projected mm-hmm. final eighty-two game win loss record is forty-seven and thirty-five, mm-hmm. meaning that they would finish six and seven in their remaining thirteen games. 
because they are currently at 41 wins. I saw that and I was like, that's actually not as bad as I thought. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't know how we've gotten to this point, but I saw the Bulls finishing six and seven with this schedule and thinking could be worse. It could mm-hmm. easily be worse. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> could definitely be worse, man. I'm, I saw that and I was like, yeah, that's about right, right? Like, I think that's what we kind of had them at, Matt, um, when the season, uh, before the season started. Uh, we had the Bulls kind of finishing sixth, uh, getting over 45 wins or, you know, close to it or something like that. So, yeah, I'm, the projection is kind of right on par with, I think, where we kind of had them at. Yeah, and it took Real? a different took a different trajectory, I think, than we and most Bulls fans thought, right? Where you get off to this hot start and you're playing your best basketball right out of the gates. All of a sudden, the entire team gets COVID and Lonzo and Patrick Williams and Alex Crusoe all go down and things get really tough on the schedule and you start dropping these games. And all of a sudden, your point differential and your net rating are like right around one. And that is the equivalent of like a 500 team. And so right now, we're seeing a team that, you know, might end the season you know, 41 and 41, 42 and 40, and they're, they've, they're overperforming that. So it's actually, you know, all things considered, I think they're still in a good spot standings wise. Um, but yeah, I think the, the more concerning bit here is just like what that will mean uh, for the first round of the playoffs. Like we're looking mm-hmm. at the sixth seed or the fifth seed, as opposed to the second or third or even fourth seed where you end up with home court advantage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you, if you would have told most Bulls fans at the beginning of the season that they would finish in 45 to 47 wins, they'd be ecstatic. It's just the kind of like Will mentioned, it's just the way the season went about happening. They started off hot with one of the better teams in basketball, the number one seed for most of the season. And then they just ended up where they are now with the recent slide combined with injuries. And I mean, 47 wins is still 47 wins. It's still a very successful season. I think the question for me is, you know, we already saw them play at a really high level and Mm -hmm. to see them slide and maybe, you know, play a little bit worse than that for the last quarter or even half of the season. uh, Does that change your opinion about what their upside is? Because like right now, I'm not confident in them winning around given their current level of play. But Mm -hmm. the fact that they have played at that really high level, does that are you still hopeful there or? Um, is there more recency bias when you're thinking about like what kind of team they can top out as? Uh, I'm still kind of hopeful, uh, of course. <laughs> of course, I'm still kind of hopeful that they can um, win around. Uh, but again, like you said, it definitely depends on the matchup um, because you're right. If we get that six, we're, we might have to face uh, at least two of the three teams that uh, or two. Of, yeah, t- either two of the three teams I don't really want to see. Uh, don't really want to face in the first round, but I don't know, man. I look at it like this: where like I always feel like you can't cheat a process, and if the process means you have to go through these kind of things, you know, to get to the other side, I really don't have an issue with that. Uh, I don't want it to be that way. I, of course, you want it to be easier and you want it to be simpler and smoother because it's your team. But sometimes you got to take an ass with it, and that's just my what what it might be for the Chicago Bulls going in, but. I'm, I'm with Kyle. Like, if you told me that at the beginning of the season where my head was kind of at and where it has been for this entire year, that this Bulls team would win 40-plus games and get to the playoffs, which was my whole entire goal going in, I, I haven't re- been moved off of that with the play as elite as it's been and with the play as minimal as it's been. I, I've still been kind of on the same path. Yeah, even with this skit of losing seven of their last nine games, 538 still has them as uh 95% odds of making the playoffs. And and then and that means like making the playoffs, not just to play in. So the numbers say despite what some Bulls fans are maybe starting to worry about that they they will unless a very unlikely scenario of them completely collapsing and other teams leapfrogging them happens, they are playoff bound. And like you said Dave, I had the same goal coming into this season. My expectations and my goal for this team was to avoid that playing tournament and lock yourselves in as a legitimate playoff seed somewhere like five or six, four right. being like, I'm ecstatic. That's yeah. that's how we thought coming into the season. If the Bulls are the four seed in this very stacked East, that is dynamite. Hell of a job. Good job, Bulls. 
And now it's like just after their loss to uh, to the Jazz on Wednesday night and they slip from fourth to fifth, Bulls fans are talking about this being like a gigantic disaster and a failure and a this and a that. And I'm like, how quickly things change. Yeah. I will say to answer your question, Will, I, I, I would say just the recent defensive issues are probably alarming for me, especially in that fourth quarter against Utah. They had – uh, 138 defensive rating. And granted, Utah's one of the better offensive teams, but if the playoffs started today, they'd be going up against the Boston Celtics, which not only have one of the league's toughest defenses, but they also have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, two wings who make some of the toughest shots you will see. And whereas one thing that the Bulls are lacking, the big wings who can also play both sides of the court. So I would say... Hopefully, like that comment that just um, was on the screen, Lonzo Ball, we'll see how things look when Lonzo returns, but I'm not that optimistic right now. And it's funny that you mentioned the Celtics, Kyle, because they are the team that 538 actually loves the most in these playoff projections. Uh, A team that they have at 34% odds of making the NBA Finals and 21% odds, highest of any team, to win the whole thing this year. It's crazy. The, the Bulls and Celtics have just kind of flipped their storylines from front and back ends of the season. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of this season, the Celtics were a disaster, and everybody was like, what the hell is wrong with the Celtics? But, mm-hmm. you know, they get some guys back. They really ramp up their defense. They've been elite defensively over the last mm-hmm. stretch of, you know, over a month now. You got Tatum playing like, uh, you know, first-team All-NBA kind of guy like we've known him to be able to do before. And and now that's like, oh, my God, is that the Bulls' first-round playoff matchup? <laughs> oh. Yes, that's a little tough and a little ugly, man, going against that team. And, I mean, we saw what it was. We we played them. Remember that game that we lost when we lost to them? The game Boots kind of had a solid game that game. But you kind of saw them kind of coming out of that funk, you know, that game. You know what I mean? When you watched them because it was just looking like things were starting to turn and things were starting to kind of make sense. And – they did it kind of differently because usually when you have those players only meeting so early in the season, it's never good. <laughs> it's, it's never good going forward for your team, but it seemed to work out well uh, for Boston, man. And yeah, they, they just flipped that switch. And when you got two guys like Tatum and Brown, in, which you have two guys that can score 50 on your team at any point in time, that's always terrifying and always scary, man. And yeah, they, they're going to be a problem. They're going to definitely be a force. Oh, for me, the problem would ahead, be Will. the problem for me is that the they're not even like fully clear of the plan at this point. And I hate to take it down this path, but like the way that they're playing right now um, and the 538 projections here have them finishing as the same record as the Raptors mm-hmm. uh, with the Cavs falling, you know, uh, one win behind them. So I think there's a real chance that those three, you know, two of them are going to end up at the uh, five, six, and then one will be. In the play-in, I do not want to be that that team outside looking in and end up in the play-in where you have to play, you know, the Hawks in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, those games are not a given. And then, you know, if you don't win those, you're you miss the playoffs altogether. So right. um, they're definitely not out of the woods here, and that is why it's so important. Like you look at the schedule; not only is it a difficult one coming up, but you have games against the. Uh, Raptors on Monday, you have a game, you have two more games against the Bucks. Like these are games that they absolutely have to win. And as we've talked about, that has been very difficult for them. So not only are things turning down in terms of how they're playing, but as the schedule gets harder and these te- these games get more important, they're also coming against the teams that they're jockeying for position with. So uh, very important time for them at this point in the season to like flip those narratives and be able to mm-hmm. compete and beat these teams. Very true. I, I saw that comment from ZZ that, that uh, producer Joy popped up a minute ago about how the bulls after getting DeMar, Alonzo, Caruso, Vooch finishing seventh or eighth in the East is not progress to me. That was the minimum expectation. Plus DeMar is not going to have other MVP seasons. Okay. Lots to break down there. One DeMar is not having an MVP season. He's having an MVP candidate season outside candidate season and you don't know that he can't do it again next season you don't know that none of us know that so get that crap out of here Mm. secondly finishing seventh or eighth not progress where did the bulls finish last season 11th 
12th? I believe seven and eight are both better than the than than where the Bulls were last year. Uh that's what's the definition? What do you call that? Progress. That's progress. <laughs> also, Will was just talking about how don't it, mess with Matt on his birthday, it's guys. Not, <laughs> it's not done yet. It's not all, you know, it's not a sure thing yet. The Bulls are still at risk of falling into that play in tournament. We know their schedule. We know that the other teams in the East chasing their heels or playing well. Um, you know, maybe catching a break with that Jared Allen injury as far as the Cavs are concerned, but mm. It's not it's not a sure thing that they are going to fall into seventh or eighth. So there's so many mis you know, misguided and convoluted thoughts in your argument there about how you're already telling yourself you're dissatisfied with this bull season. And I'm not here for it. Not uh, on my yeah, birthday. Me, not on St. Patty. That seems like that seems like a worst case scenario. And I think the likelihood yeah. of that worst case scenario happening is gradually getting higher, right? Like the percent chance of that outcome happening is one or two or five percent more tr like possible today than it was before they lost to the jazz and 10 percent more than when they lost to the kings so mm -hmm. as these games happen and the outcomes you know depending on who wins like this will start to crystallize and materialize in ways that you know we'll have to continue to adjust our expectations but for me coming in the season it was like they got to get out of this playing tournament uh, mm -hmm. that's why you give up these picks that's why you bring in Damar and pay him, you know, $28 million a year. I think for me that that is still the the expectation and the line of like that this was a success, a successful season. It was good progress versus if they end up in the play in and potentially miss out on the playoffs, that would be um, that would be a bummer. But I, I don't think that's like a given at this point is what I'm trying to say. What do you think? Yeah. Al? I think for me, um, games like how the Bulls performed against the Sacramento Kings, that just that just can't happen in the final 13 games. And when you look at their remaining 13 games, you see a lot of tough opponents. Like even the Clippers with Tyron Lewis, their head coach, is a tough, tough task. But I going into this season, knowing everything that we know now, I mean, you got to take this as a win. Like you mentioned, going from 11th to 12th to 6th, 7th, 8th in the Eastern Conference, that's progress. And you've seen... Zach Levine become an all-star again. You've seen DeMar play at this high level that he hadn't shown before and have that insane stretch where he was doing Wilt Chamberlain numbers. And so having those two outcomes this season combined with a playoff berth, the only way to look at it is progress, especially when years before around this time, we were looking at prospects in the March Madness tournament to who the Bulls were going to get with the seventh pick. Yeah, it feels good to be in this position, you know, um, just looking at my team and actually thinking about the possibility of, of playoffs. And it's a very realistic one. It's very tangible. You know, like I could look at it and be like, yeah, this is going to happen for the Chicago Bulls. And I haven't been able to say that. It's been more hoping and wishing and praying that the season would end for the past four or five years, you know. But now it's like I'm getting ready for postseason play and seeing the Bulls end that. And that's a good feeling. And also, I think what was another unknown coming into the season was how good the Eastern Conference was going to be. I don't think everybody had the East being this this good with that many teams being this good uh, in the East this year. So and again, like I said, I, I haven't moved off my expectation of the Bulls at number six. That's really where I had them. That's where where I had them set at was at number six. So, yeah, you're right, though, Will. Like, of course, your, your percentages uh, go up the more you keep losing these games and the more the teams below you uh, keep elevating. But I see Toronto elevating, but I see Cleveland falling. And I think that's what I'm like, okay, well, we'll I'll stay on, end up where I thought that they were going to end up, which is either at the six seed or quite possibly even the five. But that game on Monday, and I don't like looking ahead. I don't like looking over teams, but I just know what Phoenix is going to look like <laughs> when we play them. Uh, but looking at that game on Monday, that's, for me, I mean, that's that's when everything kind of starts, right? Like you really need that game, and that's going to really set the tone for the re for the rest of the games uh, going forward, because uh, it's a back to back. You know what I'm saying? Going against the Bucks after that, but that's a Toronto game, man. You you got to get that one because they've had two losses so far that I just didn't see them losing. The rest of them, I was like, they'll probably lose those, but the two were Atlanta and Sacramento. And those were the two I was like, oh, yeah, they'll get those wins and be able to stem the tide and just be able to ride things out. And they didn't get those victories. So that kind of set them back 
uh, a little bit on that. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to that Monday game uh, against the Raptors. It, sh- it should be really, really huge and really, really important, man. And the UC should be rocking. And it hasn't been that way in quite a long time, man. So, yeah. Yeah, you're looking at the difference between the seventh, you know, spot in the playoffs in the mm-hmm. standings and the seventh pick in the draft. So yeah. there's definitely been progress. Um, Three seven matter. <laughs> Shout out to you, Fred. Um, it's just, yeah, it's a matter of perspective. And I think if they were playing better basketball in general, I'd feel more confident. Sure. But the fact that things are sliding right now, you know, as you mentioned, this game against the Raptors is massive for the playoff mm-hmm. implications. They have another one against the Cavs that like if they win these games, not only are they elevating themselves in the standings, but in the event of a tie, they right. will own those tiebreakers. So yeah. these are huge, huge games. And as we talked about, um, there's no more there's no more time for starting slow. It's 100% urgent for 100% of each of these remaining games. Uh, um, Ryan in the comments saying it's tough to view everything through the lens we had at the start of the season. They played so well when they were healthy. Hard to go back to our original outlook. I, I think that's fair. I think that the Bulls treated you know this fan base to a wildly exceeding expectations start to the season mm-hmm. and then expectations adjusted um it's it's why i think a lot of bulls fans are looking at a potential first round exit now as a failure and it's kind of it's kind of sucky and it's honestly like it doesn't seem that fair to this bulls team to me because those were not our expectations when we started or if they were your expectations when you started you are someone with wild expectations. Also, like just to chime in here really quickly, the Bulls also Alice Caruso getting hurt in the manner that he did. That's not mm-hmm. something that they were exactly expecting to happen. Lonzo Ball right. going down, injuries happen. So the team that was really like playing at a very high level, we haven't seen those group of guys together in a pro- like two two months. Yeah. And you've yet to see this Bulls team fully healthy at all. At no point in this season have you seen them with everybody there on the roster because even to start it off, Kobe White wasn't there. And then when Kobe White gets back, Patrick Williams isn't there. And then, uh, uh, like Will said, you know, a COVID set in, and then everybody was out. And then all these six to eight weeks (laughs) started coming up with everything. So you've yet to see – the fact that they did what they did with all the injuries and craziness that was going on, And at that time, I think a lot of people expected them to fall during that time, dealing with all the things they were dealing with. So it's like that fall is kind of coming late, you know, because it was kind of supposed to happen early on with all the craziness that they had going on. But now it's coming. It's hitting them right now. You know, you don't want it to hit them right now. But, hey, man, you can't. It's it's the NBA. This is just what it is. You know, you're going to take your lumps. You're going to go against these elite teams and you're going to struggle against some of them. But. Yeah, they're still in a good position. And I think that's why I haven't, you know, just gone off the handle and freaked out or anything yet, because they're still exactly on pace to do what I thought that they were going to do. Shout out to Book of Acts in the comments who said, boys, we still have a chance to give Boston, Cleveland and Toronto some big L's. It's it's true. Look, I I saw, you know, the the latest from StatMuse about how the Bulls are 2-16 and this season against teams they play who are better than was it better than 500 or who have a better record than they do is one of those two either way bad the latest example of hey bulls can't beat good teams it doesn't mean that it's impossible for them to beat some of these teams they have on their schedule who are in the thick of it with them and these eastern conference playoff race standings like it's possible um another comment i saw vile offender i don't want demar to have to be this good next season to bail us out all the time if Zach is at 100%, it matters less. And it's not like DeMar is going to drop off a cliff after one season. Then Keith Davis quickly following that with DeMar fell off the cliff last night. <laughs> you mean you mean the game in which DeMar had 25 points on 10 of 20? Like, come on. Come on, people. Um, oh, but I think it's fair. Will, you talked about that at the tail end of postgame after Bulls Jazz last night. That, like, you went back and saw what early season Zach Levine looked like speaking of things that Bulls fans so quickly forget remember when Zach and DeMar like set a record a Bulls franchise record for consecutive games as teammates scoring 25 or more 
balling. And everybody was like, wait, 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 MJ and Scotty. And it was like, yeah, set the record. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and how many times that they have each scored 30 as teammates this season? We are seeing a hobbled Zach, which mm-hmm. probable is the official word for tomorrow night against Phoenix. He's playing. But, Will, as you were saying last night, elite all-star Zach that we saw at the first half of this season is a different dude, and he helps DeMar a lot. He is. And, you know, I stand by that. I think he is not looking his best, but for me, it was actually really encouraging to see him in just full on attack mode last night. Mm. We haven't really seen it. Um, I don't think we've really seen it since he had the initial injury. He's been floating around a little bit, picking his spots like a little bit more carefully as opposed to like, you know, taking it upon himself to, to be that driving force of the offense. I think that's why DeMar started out a little bit slow in addition to just the way that the jazz were defending him. Um, But yeah, I think he, Zach needs to be all-star Zach. There's, I mean, there's no two ways about it. Like if you can talk about what the bulls miss with Lonzo and Caruso out defensively, I mean, even Zach at 70 or 80%, like it's just the margin of error for the bulls is so slim that you need him to have those extra, 10 or 20 or 30%. And same with DeMar, like DeMar playing at Wilt Chamberlain levels is why they were rattling off six straight wins. Mm -hmm. Um, And why they had those wins, you know, on the, on uh, December 31st and January 1st, where he just like literally won the game for them by himself. And when they're not playing like that, the games are a lot harder and they're a lot closer. And so basically you're asking them to be, superstars on a nightly basis which is what they're being paid to do it's what their job should be and that makes sense but they just have to be able to to do it and there's a ton of pressure on them and when they're hurt or when teams load up on them in different ways it becomes a lot harder let me let me ask you a quick question with um because you're right we we saw zach driving to the cup pretty much all season long and not getting those calls do you think this two-time all-star and with this knee injury he's going through is why we started kind of seeing him get those calls like we did in Utah yesterday because he went to the line more times than I can remember him seeing going to the line as as an attacker. I'm saying as him going to the bucket. Yeah, I'd need to go back and rewatch the film. To me, I think a lot of the drives that he makes, he'll kind of like drive in. He loves that like right to left crossover and then drive in with like two hard dribbles to his left and then you know, that deceleration step where he kind of like pulls back right. and shoots it with his right hand off the glass, um, you know, right past the block. And like, those are not going to get you foul calls because you're going right. away from the basket. You're not going into contact. And I think he really challenged Gobert on a lot of those drives last night. And that's what he needs to do. And again, why it's encouraging to me is that you're seeing him go into contact. You're seeing him drive at the basket and create plays um, for himself and others. That's really where he needs to be. Um, especially playing off DeMar and DeMar needs to start stronger, um, you know, on his own end. But that's, that's where I'm actually pretty encouraged by the way that Zach's playing. And maybe that means that he's playing through even more pain um, and that that's going to be even harder for him, but it still is nice to see that he's doing it. In the six games that the Bulls have played in March, Levine's averaging 26.8 points per game, which, which is, (laughs) insane you when we're the way we're talking about him, he's dealing with all of this pain and he's still putting up efficient numbers and even last night some of the he's still a ridiculous shot maker like the one he hit in the corner where he dribbled and sidestepped and just knocked down a three like it's insane that even at 85 percent, he's still one of the most lethal offensive weapons in the game mm-hmm. he sure is man that that's that's crazy that is crazy coward mm-hmm. oh like oh kyle it's it's not Zach, he's just not himself. He's putting up those numbers, playing on one game. It's bonkers. <laughs> it's bonkers. I, I mean, I still am. I, I still am holding the belief that not 100% Zach means the Bulls' playoff life will be short-lived. And it sucks that, that that's what I think, but that's what I think. Um, all right, guys. We also wanted to have a little bit of fun before we got out of here talking about some, some Bulls legends who were also March Madness legends. We will get to that mm-hmm. in just a minute. But first, Big Dave, one more time, tell the people oh. about all the fun at points bet. Oh, Kyle, listen up, because if you don't gamble, you're about to, sir. You're about to be on this, all right? This is for you. And if you enjoy CHGO, 
one way to help us continue to continue to grow is to download that points bet app and use that code CHGO when you sign up. Not only are you getting two, count them, one, two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of the web content. And you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Kyle, what shirt do you want, sir? What's your favorite shirt right now? What's the favorite logo for you? The Bulls logo, of course. Oh, I see you, sir. I see what you're doing. I see we coming in hot. I like it. Oh, yes. And if you, in case anybody has missed it, listen, online sign up is available in Illinois. You don't have to leave home. All right. You can sit right in your comfy chair as I'm doing right now. Sign up on your desktop, your laptop, or your mobile device, y'all. You can actually download that points bet app right now and register from your account from start to finish, all from your phone. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, easier than ever. So you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for? Because once the game starts, you don't just bet. What do you do, Will Gottlieb? You unmute yourself and you say, you live your bet life. <laughs> My man! With points bet. He don't miss, baby. Oh, even when the ball is like, uh-uh, it's still cash every time. Man, so much fun people could be having on points bet right now with March Matt. We already got our first upset. A cl- I love mm-hmm. I love a good five twelve upset. Iowa goes down. Iowa goes down. Hilarious. Um, all right. Speaking of the tourney, if you're talking about Bulls players um, of the past who excelled in the NCAA tournament, you obviously have to start with one name and one name only, and that's MJ. I mean, before there was the shot on Elo, before there was the shot over Russell, there was. The initial, the shot, UNC, Tar Heels, Champs, MJ, Bucket. Mm. I was just a twinkle in my daddy's eye back then, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's so crazy that that man has won and done that at every single level. You know what I mean? Like, that's so wild to, to think about. And how do you start your career like that as a freshman? You're a freshman on a team that's just that elite. You know, And that was a time when... That was a time when freshmen didn't really play. I mean, I was listening to uh, yes. and that's North Carolina. <laughs> yeah, he's he's so good. You you win at the college level. You win this many times at the NBA level. You win Olympic gold medals. Like just the goat. Wait, so you guys are telling me that freshmen didn't always just go one and done right to the league? Oh, Kyle, sit. Listen, not come how up you the pair, work, sir. Man. Not sit around the fire. <laughs> Hand me my shawl. And my glasses, sir, and my warm cup of milk, and we will talk about the olden mm. days of college basketball and how that didn't happen like that. No, I mean, sir. some some <laughs> NBA legends still play three or four college years of ball. I mean, Denzel Valentine, Chris <laughs> Dunn. Do I mean, legends that are still playing all three or four years. You mean like Ayo Desumu, who pulled out three of them years? Come on, baby, it's still a thing. Tim Duncan, four years. Let them have it. It can happen. It can happen. happen. Second name on the list of iconic bulls with iconic March Madness runs. It's got to be my guy, Joe. Back to back. Mm. 06, Mm. 07 Florida Gators. Hasn't been done since. Has not been done since. Coached by our very own Billy Donovan. Billy! Yes, he was. Billy D. That team was mean, too. They had a a whip. Horford, David Lee. Corey Corey Brewer. Brewer. Yeah, man. That team was and the fact, the fact that Joe Kim Noah for one year was the best player on that team and the fact that he was the leader on that team just should say enough about the kind of player Joe Kim Noah was, man. Like, Final Four MVP, even when they won, he went up against Greg Oden, who was pretty much Bill Russell at that time in college. And, and they still got that victory, man. So, yeah, man, that, that team, he was he was a beast. He was a beast. Also Thanks. makes you appreciate uh, Al Horford. I mean, Brewers been out of the league. How many years? Joe King's yeah. been out of the league. Uh, David Lee's been out of the league. Like, Horford's still playing. He's starting on the Celtics, who, you know, have the highest championship odds per 538. So, good and for him, I man. Mean, Hor- Horford's had a couple of fake-outs of being like, I'm done. I'm washed. My career's over. And then it's, it's always like, not so fast. 
Here comes Horford again. You get that uh, post OKC career boost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and shout out to Corey Brewer, Mister Mister Fifty Point Game Corey Brewer. Yes, That's my sir. favorite mm-hmm. fifty point game ever. Wow. Uh, yes, sir. Yes, just because you don't you got have a lot just... to choose from this month. And then and then and then Joakim showed up to draft night, and then Bulls fans who didn't watch the tourney were like. Who the hell is this dude that we just drafted in a seersucker suit and a bow tie? Oh, he he didn't steal my heart as a Florida Gator, but he stole my heart in that moment. I'll tell you that right now. Retire that jersey, Chicago. Oh, we just had an episode of CHGO Sports Podcast earlier today talking about jerseys that should be retired and aren't yet across the Chicago sports landscape. Hmm. I I don't know if he will hang his number in the rafters because then you have to get that conversation of, well, if his number's up there, so is Derek's. And are they retire- retiring oh, two no more question. numbers? Yeah. Not not saying that I no don't agree that. that if you retire one of those two players' numbers, you retire both of them. It's just a question of mm-hmm. do you retire neither or do you retire both? That's yeah, that's a good question. Uh all right, guys. Th- throw them out there. Who's got another favorite? Played in the Bulls jersey in their NBA career, had an awesome mm-hmm. trip or trips in the NCAA tourney. I mean, oh, well, I have you to- gotta start with uh you got to start with uh, Kirk Heinrich. Kirk Heinrich. Our boy. <laughs> Love him. Love Kirk Heinrich. Had the same haircut when he was playing college hoops as he did the day he retired as a bull. Gotta love him. Him and Nick oh, Carlson, man. man. They were the squad. Yeah. I, you know, I have, I have to look at uh, Ben Gordon, man. I like, knew I'm, that's where you were going, Dave. Huge, I purposely didn't ben say Gordon Ben Gordon, fan. so you could say Ben Gordon. <laughs> you know. If I was gonna say Kirk Heinrich, if you said Ben Gordon, <laughs> I, was gonna, I had you either way. It was coming That's out. Teamwork. Man. Yes, it is, Will. Yes, it is. But yeah, man, like yeah, Ben Gordon. He was he was awesome with that team. You know, Okafor was was the guy, but right behind him was was Ben Gordon. He hit so many huge shots uh, for them that season, man. And yeah, he he was a beast. He was a true beast for that team. I got to go with Lonzo. Lonzo, one mm. of my favorite, my favorite March Madness memories is all year long. Lonzo to Aaron, Lonzo to Aaron, because Markel Fultz was at Washington. They weren't really a factor mm-hmm. like that. But Lonzo to Aaron, them going at it, UCLA winning the early season match, and then the Aaron hanging the 39 points in the tournament. It was mm. one of those those moments I'll always remember, especially because my my friend, my roommate was a big Lonzo Ball guy. So naturally, I was a De'Aaron guy. <laughs> and that was one of those moments. I thought for sure, I, Kyle, you were going to say Derrick Rose. It didn't mm. happen. It was close. Mm. It was it was, it was was neuralized from the entirety of ba- college basketball <laughs> history, that one amazing year at Memphis. What, what year? What year are you referring to? I, <laughs> I keep looking up Memphis – uh tourney run 2008 and i'm coming up empty the internet's just wiped mario who the other one i wanted to call out was uh (laughs) the last one i wanted to call out was uh 2008 usc which had demar Derozan, nikola vucevic and taj gibson they got bounced in the second round but that is Mm. that's a squad right there our head as bulls as you can get did you guys see that that photoshopped picture the Bulls put up today for the start of March Madness yeah, of that's why so and Zach in their UCLA Bruins jerseys and Vooch and Demar in their Trojans? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Yeah, you know um, what? You Zach know what, wasn't uh, a starter at UCLA. That's yeah, so wild to me. That's so crazy. And, right off the bench. Yes, he was in that, off in that the picture. Bench. He he looks like a child, like yeah. a child. He, you guys, he he like he's fourteen years old. He's the only one in that picture who doesn't look like that anymore. <laughs> Everybody else kind of looks the same. And Zach is the only one who was like, no, I'm taking my athletic greens and I'm changing some things up here. All right. But Kyle, that I love that what you said about Lonzo and De'Aaron, because I was a huge De'Aaron Fox fan. And that what I love so much about that game was you saw the moment where Lonzo Ball said, yeah, I'm done with college basketball. <laughs> you, you saw it. In that second half, he was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm going to the league. I don't need this anymore. I'm out. Uh, I got to throw out a couple because they're not only Bulls legends on the court, but in the broadcast booth. Stacey King, mm. three trips to the tourney in consecutive years for the Oklahoma Sooners. My brother-in-law mm. is a big Sooners guy, Sooners grad, so I've kind of adopted them 
as one of my college teams. And in case you haven't heard Stacy mention it before, he was kind of a big deal at Oklahoma. But colossal. So regional semifinals in '87 and '89, his Oklahoma Sooners went all the way to the championship game in 1988 when they lost to Kansas, led by Danny Manning. Which, when I was going back and looking at late 80s and early 90s NCAA tournament runs, was a name that I was like, oh, my God, Danny Manning. Wow. Danny Manning. You know what else was wild about that is the draft that ensued after that. Because I think Danny Ferry went one and Danny Manning went two. And both, and oh my God, that's not good. I'm just saying it like that. <laughs> it's not a good thing, man. And in 1988, do you know who Stacey King's Sooners beat in the semifinal to reach the championship game? Who did beat? Because they beat Arizona with one Steve Kerr running some oh. point. Oh, Stevie Kerr. Steve Kerr yes, Arizona another Arizona problem. Dude. Yes. He's a legend also, out there, also, man. also a Bulls legend slash broadcaster. Not a Bulls broadcaster, but a broadcaster. That's true. That's true. And also, you you can't go without mentioning another one of Matt's favorite players, Nazir Muhammad. <laughs> that is one of Matt's guys right there. All right? Shove. Two-time Shove. champion. <laughs> Two-time legend. champion. Hometown. Kenwood, baby. Shout out Nazir Muhammad, man. Yeah. And a couple more, a couple more bulls on here, right? We have the uh, Luol Deng, Chris Duhon, JJ Redick team that went to the finals, mm-hmm. um, and of course the Carlos Boozer, Jay Williams team that won everything in Chucky Booze. Yeah, that's true. The Booze oh, Cruise and Elton Brand, Elton Brand also. Oh yeah, won those bulls on those Duke teams. Yeah, he did it as well. And of course, Maddie Legend. We got to talk about Matt Thomas, two-time Sweet Sixteen at Iowa State, baby. Two-time okay. on there. Get out of here. Shout out. Get out of here. Yeah, sixteen if, points in, 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 in the single year. If we're gonna <laughs> shout out multiple overachieving white guys, if we've already mentioned Steve <laughs> Kerr, the next one's gotta be Archie. Going. The next one's gotta be Archie. Twenty sixteen Villanova national champs. Who gave the assist on the buzzer-beating game winner? Archie gave that assist. That's right, baby. And he's been living off it ever since, man. Shout hey, out man. to him. <laughs> Bulls, gave, Bulls gave him a whole bunch of money to stick around for years. <laughs> they did. They did. Go ahead, All right, guys. last one. Bill Weddington. Four straight trips to the tourney for St. John's. God, I love Bill Weddington. How about that? He was a beast. He was a beast at St. John's. No, for real. He was a monster at St. John's. Man. He Went no to the game. semifinals. One of those years with St. John. Lost in the semis, too. Patrick Ewing in Georgetown. Mm. Mm. Oh, oh, and can, can I just bring up real quick? Kendall Gill. Oh. Final four. Flying Illini, baby. And t- technically, technically a Bulls legend. One season. Yes. One, One season, season with the Bulls. Bulls jersey. That's right. One season with the Bulls. Kyle shaking his head like, that never happened. Oh, it did. <laughs> oh, it happened. Oh, it happened. <laughs> now you get him for our... For what all eight around seventy games on the uh, excuse me on the broadcast, so it all worked out. Yeah, man, all worked out. It was all a good thing. <laughs> Who do you guys have winning it all this year? Oh, I have ramble on. I'm just gonna say Illinois. I'm gonna just say Illinois. How about that? I'm just say Illinois. Roll with them, baby. Roll with the Zags, Gonzaga to get their first national championship. Yeah, aren't they like ranked number one like every year? And every year they can't get it done, man. Like well, this you're saying is the, the year. year. This is okay, the year. Uh, right. They were they were right. playing around with Georgia State earlier today. I saw it was like a two point mm-hmm. game approaching halftime. Final score: Zags by twenty one. There you go. Got to do it right, man. Jalen Suggs, you know he wants that. Yeah, I'm going Gonzaga too. I'm a big check guy. Okay, so <laughs> Arizona to win it all on the record. There you go. Joey goes with Zona. Who's taking Michigan, huh? Won their first round against Colorado State? They did. They don't always joke, right? (laughs) (laughs) They got one win in. Good for them on that one. They got one win in, man. Shout out Juwan Howard. Chicago legend right there. Whatever. I'm sure my my Boilermakers are going to choke, too, because when they get to the tourney, that's what they do. Um, All right, that's it. We're out of time for today. Reminder, once more, use that promo code CHGO when you sign up for that points bet app. 
to get those two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Plus, if you do that $50 deposit right out of the gate, you're going to get a free CHGO membership. All of our exclusive mm-hmm. content plus a free T-shirt. Who doesn't want that? I know you want that. Uh, for our producer, Joey, for Mr. Gottlieb, Big Dave, and Kyle. Thanks for hanging out with us, Kyle. Appreciate you, buddy. This is Matt saying, um, have a wonderful rest of your St. Patty's Day. We will see y'all right back here on our CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Subscribe if you haven't already. Like today's video if you haven't already. For Bulls pregame, our last late night tip of the season, boys. We ready? Bulls Suns, 9 o'clock Chicago time. <sighs> Drink your athletic greens and maybe a cup of coffee on top of that. We will see you guys 8.30 Chicago time tomorrow for Bulls pregame right here at CHGO. See Red, be good. Peace. <laughs>